Anybody glad to be in the house of God today? Come on, give him a hand clap of praise like you mean it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Everybody say the Lord's here. You're here. So you're a miracle in the making. That's right. What you understand something? This is not about denomination. Come on now. Five points a great name, but that ain't going to save you. It's not about being any kind of organization. It's all about Jesus Christ. Come on now. It's about him. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, come on and get you some of this. Come on. This will change your life. I had somebody here at here a while back ask me right out of the clear. They said, well, I'm from this certain, certain denomination and, well, I don't know about that Holy Ghost. I said, have you, have you received the Holy Ghost like the Bible says since you believed? I'm not worried about the name of the church sign. I'm worried about what Jesus thinks. How about you today? All I know it's real and it'll change your life. And I refuse to let a man or anybody else stop me from receiving what God wants me to have. Yeah, he already spilled it. Called me a few days ago and ho-humming around. He said, can you come this coming weekend? And I said, well, I think I could probably work it. He said, no, I don't want you to work, put anybody else out. But then and somehow we got disconnected. When he didn't know, I was looking at my calendar and, you know, on them phones and everything went blank, everything. And when I finally got back to him, I said, you know what? I said, I can be there this Sunday. Now, folks, I'm just, I'm not here to lift myself up, no, sir. But let me tell you something. I've been doing this, traveling across this country and world for 32 years. And the chances of that happening are almost slim to none. But you see, that the past several months, I've been on a mission with God. God, you take me where you want me to go. I don't want to just go anywhere. I don't want to just mark time. I don't want to just go to a church and leave because then it becomes a job. This ain't a job. Mm. Oh, come on now. When, when he was... Preaching today, he wasn't teaching, he was preaching. If y'all missing, y'all missing a fabulous message. I'm sitting over there at the end thinking to myself, he's going to read my text. He's going to read my text. He's going to read it. Sure as I'm sitting here, he's going to read my text, and I'm going to have to get up there and explain it. <laughs> Every Sunday he said he does that. But you see, let me tell you something. I had no idea what was all going to be said here today. This morning he mentioned a little bit about that cat over there, that colonel or uh, captain of the flyboy. Just mentioned it briefly this morning, but that's about all he said of it. Not, you know, and I didn't tell him one thing about what I was going, what, what what God had laid on my heart and the scripture and all of that, and and then all of a sudden at the end of that thing, I kind of sat back there in the corner. I just like, wow, God, you know, you're pretty incredible. 
I want you people to realize how blessed you are to have the presence of God in this church. How God looks for God. God loves you people. Come on, look at somebody and say, hey man, God loves you. Despite what you done last night. Uh-oh. He still loves you. Somebody shout, he loves me. Okay, here we go. Brace yourself. You're about to find out how just how awesome God is and how God knows what's going on. Folks, let me tell you, I'm just a simple preacher, saved by grace. But, friend, it's amazing how God can take this old simple boy and just drop something on my heart and drop something on my mind. And it's like I say, you know what, God? You are really a miracle worker. Yeah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor, for calling me, obeying the will of God. Thank you, Jeff, for listening to the will of God. And thank you for being here today. If you're a visitor here today, welcome to an opportunity of a lifetime. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 8. Well, I can shout right now. I say Romans chapter 8. He already preached a little bit about him, but I'm just going, I'm going to sew, I'm going to put it all together right here. Kind of soothe it over for you a little bit. Romans chapter 8, verse 38. Everybody know where I'm going, don't you? Somebody shout, for I am persuaded. Let that soak in a minute. For I am persuaded. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world. All the chaos that's out there, all the ups and downs, no matter what's happening, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor what? Principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. That about covers it all, doesn't it? Come on now. See, when you're persuaded, you don't get strung out and stressed out over Ukraine. Because if you read your Bible, the Bible already said these things must come to pass. If you want to know how relevant the Word of God is, you read the Gospels and you're going to find out in Mark. You're going to find out that in the last days, saith God, these things was going to come to pass. Wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, earthquakes, all these things uh, is going to happen, but I'm persuaded. Come on, somebody shout, I'm persuaded. Come on, shout it again, I'm persuaded. Listen to it. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. Well, you got to talk about that box, that eight by eight box. Nor height, nor depth. No eight feet this wide, eight feet this wide, eight feet high. Shall be able to separate. Separate us. Look at somebody and say, that's you, man. From the love of God. Everybody say, from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's all in him. It ain't in Jeff today, but it is all in him. I'm a messenger here to tell you about 
God's powerful love. I'm here today to tell you about the embracing love of God that wants to flow into your life today. If you're a visitor here, I believe you can walk out of here in a few minutes uh, saying I'm persuaded. I've been in the presence of God. I've been to where Jesus is. I am persuaded that God's going to embrace me. Oh my God. Come on, clap your hands under him. Come on, somebody. Well, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Turn around to five, six, two, three hundred people. Tell them, say, hey, man, God, God really does love you. Come on, let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise right now. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. You can be seated. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, it's a powerful statement about the embracing love of God. Hear it today. God wasn't attracted to the children of Israel and didn't choose them because they were somebody big and somebody important. Listen to me this morning. The fact is there was almost nothing really to them. He did it out of sheer love, keeping his promise he made to their ancestors. God stepped in and the mighty and mighty and brought a very mighty, mighty group of people out of the world of slavery. Freed them from the iron grip of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Bible says, know this. Somebody shout, know this. Let me explain something to you. Knowledge is power. That's why we encourage our young people, stay in school and get an education. Come on now. Knowledge is power, amen? And I want you to hear this. Know this, he said. God, your God. Somebody shout, my God is God indeed, a God you can depend on. He keeps his covenant law of love with those who love him and observe his commandments to a thousand generations. When it said a thousand generations, then it hit you. He done it for every one of us too here today. God loves everybody in this place today. What you've seen in the past hour or so is nothing more than God demonstrating his power and his love to everybody who will reach out to him. Oh, come on. Anybody will call out to him. Anybody say, come on, God. Pour it out on me. Come on, God. Come on, somebody shout, God, pour it out on me. Clap your hands under him. Come on, tell somebody, that's your God, man. He loves you. Folks, let me tell you something. I'm sick and tired of hearing the junk in the world. Come on now. Anybody sick and tired of COVID? Sick to my stomach. Folks, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm wore out with that stuff. But you know what? I'm not going to let it get in my mind. You preached at the early service. I'm not going to let it get in here because as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord because I'm persuaded that I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it through a pandemic. I'm going to make it through wars. I'm going to make it. Can I get real with you? I'm not going to let old Putin over there stop me from praising my God. I'm not going to let anybody hinder what God wants to do in my life. 
Come on, if that ought to do anything else, that ought to shake you, that ought to stir you up. You ought to read your Bible, honey. This thing's winding up. This thing's about over. I gotta make sure I'm ready to go. Hey, you think I'm gonna let you stop me? Come on now. Well, so-and-so did something. What did pastor say? Get over it. Lord, forgive me what I'm about to say. There's a song. We get a little carnal here. You did it, so I am. Some of you old rockers in here, there was a song by the Eagles said, get over it. Come on, anybody ever heard that? You can raise your hand, boy. Some of y'all threw up your hand real quick. Mama's too stiddy. Your daddy's too fat. Get over it. All I can say is this, Putin's at war, the devil's out like a roaring lion, but get over it. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to magnify God, for I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God. You better get that in your spirit. You better get that in your heart, man. Come on, clap your hands under him. Pastor Hathcock, I told somebody before church, I can't imagine going through the chaos that we're in today without the church and without God. I don't know about you, but I feel a comfort when I walk into the house of God, when I walk into the sanctuary. This world that we live in out there, you know, they probably look at us and think we're crazy. Man, look at all you people jumping around, hooping and hollering, and laying out on the floor. Go to an LSU football game. Go to a Texas Longhorn football game. Hook them horns. I'm sorry. None of this stuff is, of course, I'm LSU, but what I'm saying is this. I've seen them. Hey, we're mild compared to that. If they're up there hooping and hollering for a team, they'll probably never win another championship. But guess what? I'm a champion today because I got a God that got up out of the ground. I got a God that rose from the dead. I got a God that's alive forevermore. And guess what? He's my God. He's my God. And he's alive and well. I am persuaded. You know this county needs? This county needs a dose of the Holy Ghost. They don't need a dose of religion. Can I tell you something? It may rub you a little bit, but religion will fail you. But the Spirit of God will always help you. Once I was a sinner, but now I'm saved by grace. Once I was going to a devil's hell, but God somehow brought me up out of that, and now I'm persuaded. But tell you what I feel in the spirit. Some of you need to let God embrace you. Because you've been embraced with the wrong thing. This world will try to get your thinking, well, if I can just embrace this, or I'm going to embrace this. Can I tell you something? It, 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 the Bible says it, it comes and it fades. It'll rust. It'll go back into the ground. You hear this preacher today. What are we focused on? 
What are we really focused on here today? Can I tell you something? Uh, you, get a, you better get your mind uh, and you better get your thoughts on Jesus Christ. Uh, and you better realize he's the author and the finisher of your faith. Uh, if you need a miracle today, you ain't gonna get it in a new truck. You're not gonna get it in a pay raise. You're not gonna get it nothing else but your faith. Come alive and say, God, I need a miracle. Just a few days ago, I got a phone call from a lady in New Albany, Mississippi, just freaking out on the phone. Pastor gave her my number. When she first began to talk, I said, oh, Lord, he done gave my number to somebody. They're going to work the horns off a billy goat. All of a sudden, I realized, hey, this is God thing. Can I tell you one thing? You know, I'm human too. Come on now. I have my bad days just like you. But guess what? I'm still persuaded. I'm persuaded. She goes, oh, Brother Ferris, I had to call you and tell you something. She said, you remember when we shredded the atmosphere? Does anybody remember that? We had the shredder up here. Some of y'all probably wouldn't hear. Maybe I need to come back and preach that again. That we, the, that the power of God can shred the atmosphere. And the devil being the prince of power of the air, you get people worshiping and praising God like we're doing around here, we're literally shredding the atmosphere. We're shredding the atmosphere with our praise and worship. She said, on my piece of paper, I had one name. You didn't know it. She said, before I walked up there and put that in that shredder, she said, you looked at me and said, whatever's on your list, God's going to answer. Somebody shout, God's going to answer. It got, it's gonna, and it's going to be fulfilled. I can't, I honestly, don't remember that. Don't even remember saying that, Brother Hathcock. And she said, you know what? She said, that was, listen to me, that was six years ago. Somebody shout six years ago. She said, he's on his deathbed about to die. But he called us and he said, I was sitting here praying. And something moved on me. And he said, I realized I needed God. He was so far away from God, nobody thought he would ever get there. But just a few minutes later, he slipped his hands up in the hospital and God baptized him with the Holy Ghost. It took six years. Can I tell you people, don't give up. Don't stop now. Make up in your mind, I'm persuaded my kids are going to be saved. I'm persuaded my family is going to get right. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded because God loves me. When the noble man came to Jesus, hey, son, about to die. And, and what did the Lord tell him? Go home, your son's healed. In other words, he ain't going to die. You study that out. It took him to walk. It was over 22 days. 22 days from the moment that God, but God said, he's already healed. But he didn't know it. It took him 22 days before he found out that he really was healed. Can I tell you what I feel in the spirit? Let me get out here. Some of you have been on a walk. God's, God's made you a promise. It hadn't come to pass in the first day, the second day, but God said it was going to happen. God, one of the reasons why God brought me here today to tell you I haven't forgot about it. 
I haven't forgot about them because let me tell you something. The Bible says all the promises of God are yea and amen. When God makes you a promise, uh, he ain't going to forget about it. He ain't going to walk away from it, but he's going to see it fulfilled in Jesus' name. 22 days. They met him on the road. Hey, he's healed. He's all right. 22 days to a miracle. Six years to finally the one thing she asked for came to pass. All I know is this. There's somebody here you need to make up your mind. I'm going to be persuaded. I'm going to live for God. Come on now. I'm going to be persuaded. I'm going to live for God. If you're a visitor in this place, you better hear me. This world ain't the answer, and it never will be the answer. Come on now. Oh, if I could just be this, Brother Ferris, if I could be this. Let me tell you something. The graveyard is filled today. With people in the past that was this world's heroes, especially in the music industry. Come on now. Where are they at today? I don't know, but I know where I'm at today. I'm in the presence of a risen God. I'm in the presence of Jesus Christ. And he's telling us, I want to embrace you today. I want to love you today. I want to take care of you today. But you've got to let him embrace you today. Okay, I'm sorry I'm at home. You need to get rid of that stinking thinking. Well, no, 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 no. Don't, don't come. Well, it's meant for me to follow me. You sit there, you, like what's the old saying? You do nothing, you get nothing. Come on now. I, in fact, I told him yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, most, a lot of the miracles in the Word of God happen in the midst of troubling. Study it out. Jesus walking on the walking on the storm. We're about to die. We're going under. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Who's that coming? But Peter, we're bailing. We're doing everything we can to stay afloat. Let me, let me, can I tell you something? There's nothing wrong with trying to stay afloat. But there's going to come a time when you're trying to do it yourself. Ain't going to get the job done. You got to have a little help. You got to activate your faith. Somebody shout my faith. Okay, I'm going to take care of this right now. Oh, Brother Ferris, if I had your faith, really? What did Jesus say to Peter? Oh, ye of little faith. Can I tell you something? Little faith walked on water. You hear, Jeff? Little faith walked on water. He walked on his problem, didn't he? All Jesus said, well, come on. Lord, bid for me to come to you on the water. Come on. But the storm's tossing 15, 20, 30-foot waves high. I don't know how high they were, but it was enough to make them panic, and without God, they would die. They would perish. But understand, God knew where they were because he said, I'm going to meet you on the other side. Can I give somebody words of comfort? God has brought me here today to still tell you, I'm still going to meet you. I'm still going to meet you on the other side. I know you're in a storm, honey, and I know you're in a bind, but I'm here to tell somebody, God brought me here today to tell you he's going to meet you on the other side. Clap your hands under him right now. Come on, somebody shout unto God. Set that down right there. 
Thank you for being a servant in the house of God. Israel. You don't talk about a messed up group of people. Study them rascals. I call them rascals because that's really what they were. How can you stand there like a mule at a new gate after all God has done for you people? Provided bread, manna from heaven. Opened up a rock in the middle of the desert to get water out of. Come on now. Gave you the Ten Commandments. Come on now. Parted the Red Sea. You walked on dry ground. And now you're going to get over here? Well, I just don't think we're going to make it. Them spies wanted the promised land. Oh, we look like grasshoppers. You know the difference between them and Caleb and Joshua? Caleb and Joshua were, were persuaded. You know what God's looking for in this last hour of chaos, in this last hour of trouble, in this last hour of all this wars and confusion? He's looking for somebody that'll stand up and say, hey, I'm with God. I'm on God's side. I'm not on the side of the world. I'm on God's side. I am persuaded. I'm going to let God embrace me today. Somebody clap your hands. Persuaded. Somebody shout persuaded. Talking about the embracing love of God today. A love that passes all understanding. A love that says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Is anybody in this room perfect? Does anybody believe God can still heal? You believe God can still perform miracles in your job? Are you persuaded? Come on, look at somebody and say, are you persuaded? Hey, this man right here is faithful. In the name of Jesus, I speak to it. Enough is enough. Let the miracle working power begin to work right now. He's persuaded God that nothing's going to separate him from the love of God. Now, Lord, I ask you to honor that faith, honor that gut, honor that. Touch him right now in the name of the Lord. Let your will be done right now. In the name of Jesus, I claim it done right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a good hand clap and rejoice. I'm persuaded. Hey, I'm persuaded that God can still heal. I'm not intimidated by cancer. I'm not intimidated by any kind of disease because I know a God that's greater than it all. I know a God that can heal. If God can heal me of cancer... Bubble, what you have ain't nothing, son. How many here can testify that God's healed your body? Throw your hand in the air. Come on, wave it. Wave it at him and say, come on, somebody shout, it's going to be all right. In Jesus' name, it's going to be all right. I can't explain it, 
But friend, uh, when you get a revelation of who the mighty God in Christ is, uh, no matter pain, no matter suffering, no matter what anybody says, I'm persuaded, man. Uh, I'm persuaded. I'm going to live for God. I'm persuaded. I'm not going to let anybody hinder my relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, you can try to explain all that away if you want to. Oh, that's some good doctrine. Could be. Could be. That precious lady, because of the times, one of our pastor's wives at BOTT, I was walking past her. She was sitting there. She was gray in the face. They only given her a couple weeks to live. Cancer had done ravaged her body that she was just able to, just, just to be there. And I'm just minding my own business, just being Jeff. Isn't that awesome? Can I stop and say something? Don't be surprised where God leads you. When you least expect it. I pray that God will rock some of you in the line at Walmart. What are you going to do when somebody walks up to you and says, I don't know who you are, but some told me to come up because I believe that you got a word for me, that you're going to help me. i tell you what you're going to do. You're persuaded, man, that it's real. You're persuaded that God heals. You're persuaded that nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. You're going to stand there, and you're going to speak the word of faith, and it's going to happen. I said it's going to happen. Oh, somebody give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Give him a shout. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. They were healed in the name of Jesus. Persuaded, brother Rusty. Persuaded. But see, when you're persuaded, you got this up here right. You got what's between his ears right. Friend, if you're in torment today, You're struggling today. Let the Lord embrace you today. I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to come back there and ask you 10 questions. Where you been? What you been doing today? You been a good girl? Mm. Well, I know. What happened last night? Did you slap him or, or what? <laughs> Did you knock him out and he just came to before church? Huh, Bubba? And she told you to go sleep in the doghouse and you said, I, I, I can't fit, but I'll try. Can I tell you how many times I've had a bad day? Everybody said a bad day. And I'm fuming. Mad at the world. Mad at the devil. Hey, Elder, come. I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you are. But you're having one of them moments where you realize it takes more than two water pistols to bombard hell. You're just squeezing everything you could get. And it's still laughing in your face. But you're standing there. What in the world's going on? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody taps you on the shoulder. You turn around, they got tears in their eyes and says, I don't know who you are. But I was passing by and something got a hold of me. He said, go to that person right there. He's got the answer to what you need. 
and they stand in line and you lay hands on them and the Holy Ghost falls. Can I tell you something? When you're persuaded, you can still be persuaded when you're having a bad day. But don't take it out on the church. Don't take it out on the man of God. But you need to stand on the promises of God that are yea and amen and let God embrace you. Clap your hands under the I'm way off my sermon now. I'm just letting the Holy Ghost flow here, folks. Don't let the devil get in your thinking. I ain't going to preach this right now. I may have said something about it last time. I ain't gonna, don't you preach it. He prepares a table in the presence of the church, in the presence of all my brothers and sisters. He prepares the table in the presence of my enemy. Why does he do that? Why does he do that? That table is reserved for you and God. And God puts that table there and everything's on it is what you need. And I'm convinced everything on that table is what the devil wishes he had. And the devil stands there, the enemy, licking their chops and said, I wish I could sit down. I wish I could eat that. But Lord said, no, 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 no. That ain't meant for your enemies. I provided this nourishment. I provided this power. I provided what you need to get you through another day. Come on and sit down, honey. Come on, I tell you, God's calling some of you to sit down at the table that he's prepared for you. Come on, look at somebody and say, sit down. Can I give you a piece of advice? Never give the devil a seat at your table. Because if you ain't careful, he'll sit down. Come on now. He'll, he's like, I'll call him, he Mr. Sneaky Britches. He'll come worm his way and you're like, hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Hello, Bishop. Boy, it looks awful good at this table. Let me sit down here. You know what, man? Life's been hard on you, hasn't it? You said it in the first service. You know, boy, that prison's tough, ain't it? I'm surrounded by all these walls. We got all this heartache and pain, all the situations with the family and all of this, yada, 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 yada. And he running his mouth. And God's sitting across from me and saying, what are you doing? Why are you giving him a seat at your table? All he is there is to be the accuser of the brethren. He's not there for, for your help. He's not there to help you. He's there to destroy you. He's helping. Don't give him a seat at your table. You better hear this man of God today. Kick him out. Say, you're not welcome here. You're not welcome why? Because I'm persuaded that God loves me. And Come on, tell somebody else by you. God loves you. I know you got it going on. Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to say. Oh, Carly Simon song, You're So Vain. True? Yeah. That is a true story. Got your apricot scarf. 
walk by the mirror. I, I guess I'm just getting old. I passed by a mirror the other day and caught myself. Hey, how y'all doing? Somebody looked at me like, well, who's that dummy? The wind was blowing. I tell them it was yesterday. Yesterday, over Academy. You know how strong the wind is? Boy, I don't know how y'all can handle that wind all the time. It blowing my hair. I mean, my hair was like roosters, man. Just every which way. I caught myself in an academy in front of a mirror. People are looking at me like, what in the world is wrong with him? You hearing me? You may have it going on. But can I tell you something? People spend billions of dollars a year trying to stay young. Father time keeps on rolling. Father time keeps on marching. And so I seen a lady here a while back. Well, bless her heart, she had so many facelifts. I mean, it was pulled in every direction. I said, Lord, that's got to hurt. You hear me? But guess what, honey? If the Lord tarries, I don't want to put you all in a dunno, but you're going to die. And what you do on this earth... It's going to determine your destiny. Honey, when I die, I don't want to have to depend on a brand new King Ranch pickup truck. I don't want to have to depend on a brand new Corvette. Honey, I don't want to have to depend on fortune and fame. I don't care if I'm living in a just a dump. It doesn't matter. As long as I know my King, as long as I know Jesus, he's the author and the finisher of my faith. Well, somebody give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Come on. Let God embrace you today. Let him embrace you today. Come on, somebody shout, let him embrace you today. Here's a question. When is enough enough? When's enough enough? Preacher, is this Holy Ghost business really real? When, you know, they come out of the upper room and they were carrying on and they all thought they were drunk. Read it in Acts 2. Them babies are carrying on. You know what? They ain't nobody can praise God like a good drunk. I've had him in my revival services. Out preach the saints. Come on, preacher, give it to me. Tell you how many of them. Back there just slobbering all over themselves. That's the way they were acting on the day of Pentecost. Man, they, no, they ain't drunk. It's the third hour of the day. It's early in the morning. And I know for some people that that don't make a difference. You know, but here they, they said, no, we're not drunk as you suppose. Can I tell you something? You read later on. The Bible says the people there were pricked in their heart. Right? They were stirred. Can I tell you what this county needs? A good stirring in the Holy Ghost. You see, at that moment, honey, it's not about denomination. In the upper room, it was just called an upper room. It wasn't the first church of Pentecost. It wasn't the first church of Lutheran. It wasn't the first church of the church of God in Christ. It wasn't the first church of Yahoo, Facebook, Twitter. 
It was just in an upper room. They come out filled with the Spirit, speaking in that heavenly language. Why the language? It's evidence. Everybody say evidence. How do you know somebody gets the Holy Ghost? Because you hear that beautiful language that only comes from God as evidence, the Bible calls it, that you've received it. You can come up and shake my hand all day long, but that ain't going to fill you. Come on now. You can come up here. I can pray for you, but I ain't going to fill you. That'll help. But the Bible says they were pricked in their hearts. They were stirred at what the man of God had to say. And they looked at him. In fact, I got a whole message on it. What? They asked the question. Listen to me. That's why I can't understand why the religious world don't get it. Simple question, isn't it? What did they say? What must we do? Everybody say, what must we do? And he said, repent. In other words, turn from your ways. Turn away from the world. And turn. I'm, hey, I'm talking to somebody right now. You're a child of God. You're worth something. Come on, somebody shout, I'm worth something. You have meaning to God. You're his child. He wants you to get everything that you can get. In other words, he wants to embrace you today with his love. Through the power of the Spirit. They said, what must we do? He said, repent. Be baptized. Every one of you. And what? The name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Then I like that next part. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't, hey, it doesn't matter what any, any theologian has to say. And a man here a while back, I'll never forget, I, I watched a debate that the guy had wrote 20, 30 books. He didn't believe in the Holy Ghost. He didn't believe that it could change your life. He, he just didn't believe that was necessary. In the time they were finished, he kind of looked and said, you know what? That's pretty simple, isn't it? Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission you're sending, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, wait a minute, that's just for them. Hold on, hold on, and let me tell you something. God ain't ignorant, folks. He knows how to cover his bases. For he said, for the promises unto you and your children, here we go, ready? And for all those that are far off, even as many as our Lord our God shall call. That's us. If it was just for the 11 or 12, I got news for you. I'm number 13. You're number 14. You're number 15. That the Holy Ghost is real. It's the embryo. Somebody stand to your feet and give them a shout of praise. It's for you today. It'll change your life. Come on, close your eyes right now. Come on. I want everybody in this building right now, forget about the person next to you, in front of you, and behind you. It's just you and God. Come on, say to yourself, it's just me and you, Lord. Come on, say it again. Mean it. It's just me and you, Lord. What must I do? First of all, God wants you to know he wants to love you today. He wants you to be able to walk out of here saying, I'm persuaded. Not because of Jeff Ferris, not because of pastor or bishop. No, I'm persuaded through the power of his spirit. 
through the power of the Holy Ghost. I can, friend, if you want to be persuaded, get filled with the Spirit. Come on now, get filled with, but the Bible calls it power. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Read it, honey. Acts chapter 1. You will receive power. In other words, you'll understand what being persuaded is really about. That nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. Because His Spirit's real. It'll change your life. You know what the great thing about it is? There's people here today that you need the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to come back there and ask you a million questions, try to get to know you. I don't have to get to know you because God already does know you. And the great thing about God is he allows you in his presence. Why? Because he commanded his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Bible. So I don't know what you did last night. It really doesn't matter, does it? What matters is where you are right now. You're in the presence of Jesus Christ. And I pray that I've said something here today that will stir up something within you that say, you know, I need more than things. I need more than money. I need more than than prestige or I need more than recognition. But I need something that's tangible. I need something that I can grip, that I can hold on to, that won't vanish over time, but it will get stronger over time. What you need is the Holy Spirit. And you can receive it today. All you have to do, oh, come on, place a hand on your heart right now. Say, Lord, I'm ready. Come on, everybody. Lord, I'm ready. Come on, say it to the Lord. Lord, I'm ready. I'm going to listen to what that preacher says. I'm ready for it, God. There's people here today, you're, you're great. You're good. You're living it the best you can. But, honey, you still need the Spirit of God. Let me tell you something. You can love your kids. You can pay your bills. You can do all of that. But deep down inside, there's something missing. I'll tell you what it is. It's the Holy Spirit of God that wants to come in and dwell within you. It wants to change you. It wants to give you a power that passes all understanding where you can stand up in the midst of chaos and say, I'm persuaded. Nothing. Nothing. You got that hand on that heart right now? Come on, it's just you and God right now. I want you to ask God to forgive you of every sin you can think of. If you can't think of all of them, that's okay. 